You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Oh my, oh my God, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ass. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? Wait, how big were her breasts? <laughs> so, you know what? This final muse stemmed from a DM we received. And so, I think I will leave this final muse for Gayo Correo. Which we're going to right now. So we are in Gail Correo. Uh, let's do the hybrid. What was that? The, the final or muse, uh, but also inbox. <laughs> yes. So my final muse inspired by the inbox. Let me read the DM first. I feel like this name is pronounced like Amadike. It's not spelled like Amadike, but I feel like that's the sentiment. If not, please let me know. But the message sent was, Re, part one, or Curious Case of Eve, the reason Villanelle rejected Eve on the bridge is because what Eve said. Quote, help me make it stop. Villanelle wants Eve to want her. It's not enough to, quote, can't help it. Especially because for Villanelle, the theme is not just acceptance, but someone choosing to have her in their life. Eve not only has to acknowledge her desire, but want it to exist. They were on the same page, re-acceptance, but we, the fans, myself included, tend to ignore, quote, I don't want to do it anymore from Villanelle and the, quote, help me make it stop from Eve. Eve runs to the bridge because Villanelle clearly doesn't want to go after the 12. And Eve says to make it stop because she doesn't want to have her feelings for Villanelle. This puts them at an impasse because Eve really wants to keep going with the 12 and Villanelle really wants Eve to like her feelings for her. Glad I could help. And there's a devil face emoji. Wow. Well, yeah. So before I throw it to you and your thoughts, I will expand upon my muse. So in considering this message, my mind initially began wandering due to the phrase, Eve has to not only acknowledge her desire, but want it to exist. And the phrase Eve says to make it stop because she doesn't want to have her feelings for Villanelle. So the two things that stand out there is that I feel like that is open to interpretation because the writers have neglected to be specific about a number of things. And I feel like when we've been talking about the monster or what Eve was alluding to about Make It Stop, we have said Sappho and all those vapors, which would include her feelings for Villanelle, the murder jaunt, the desire to do dark things, be dark, be chaotic, or all wrapped up together because she feels like Villanelle brought them all together. I cannot say that I agree. I'm not sure how you feel, but maybe you might want to say something first before I go into why I don't exactly agree. Your um, well, it's one of those things where you can't ultimately lay down your hypothesis and say that it's the fact because we can only go by what, what was said in the text. Mm. All we heard was help me make it stop. We didn't hear what the it was, so we can't impose what Help we want make it my to be. Desire for right. the old stop. <laughs> Teach me how to masturbate, Villanelle. Could you, could you, could you imagine Lord. if that's what that meant? Could you live in that world? Could someone live in that world? You can't because I'd have been like, well, sweetie, you hopped on plenty of knob, my dear, and has it stopped? Right. You've answered your own question. <laughs> now, if you don't want to fuck me, that's something else entirely. Right. Right. There's a whole lot of bitches on the planet, but Great. yeah. Okay. So. To your point, let's talk for a second about Eve and her acknowledgments of Villanelle. Because all of this connects to my greater muse. When I start to think about, like, has Eve been clear 
and direct with Villanelle about wanting her, about wanting Villanelle. And I personally think she has with both her words and her actions. Case in point, I feel like it is apropos to bring everyone back to that wonderful, startling and first initial love speech from a one Eve Pilastri in episode eight of series one entitled God, I'm Tired. Let's relive. I think about you all the time. That sigh. I think about what you're wearing and what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I think about what friends you have. I think about what you eat before you work or what shampoo you use, what happened in your family. I think about your eyes and your mouth and Mm -hmm. what you feel when you kill someone. I think about what you have for breakfast. I just want to know everything. Right. So that's actually (laughs) my point. I think about you a lot. So wouldn't you say that against everything that makes sense, certainly in series one, that Eve makes it very clear to Villanelle that she wants to be around her, that she wants to talk to her. Oh, it's That she wants to spend time with her. And I would say by the time she's mounting a hoe, and actually before she mounts that bitch, because we laughed for hours about Villanelle's face and what it was doing after Eve's speech and she lays the fuck down. And Villanelle's like, oh, what is? Is this it? invitation like are we getting comfortable like are we about to cuddle are we about to have the sex what are we doing so what do we hear Eve express desire and not only does she express desire she expresses desire for everything Everything. including the perceived mundane and we did not get to a place where we hear Villanelle express the desire to have everything including the mundane until series four right I think about you too I mean I masturbate about you a lot (laughs) girl Too much? Too much? No, that's just, I wasn't expecting that. But this is about Eve in this moment for the DM. So, and even with the end of this message, Eve really wants to keep going with the 12 and Villanelle really wants Eve to like her feelings for her. I can get with the second half of that sentence, Villanelle wants Eve to like the sapphic misandry jaunt. I agree. What I don't agree with is that because Eve really wants to keep going with the 12. Eve was asked a question about her future on the bridge. Do you remember what that question was? Or what the answer was? When I close my eyes and think about the future, all I see is your face. Right. Over and over again. Right. She didn't say, all I see is the number 12. (laughs) All I see is a job at a security agency. No, she said she saw Villanelle's face, which to me says she couldn't see going into the future and doing anything that didn't have anything to do with Villanelle. And perhaps also because from her perception at that time, Villanelle had no intention of leaving her alone. If Villanelle had an intention of leaving her alone, it was in the first half of the season. They meet up in episode three. They have a sapphic fight and kiss on the boss. And then it seems like Villanelle's back in the shit. She's sending her gifts. She's being cheeky. She's showing up at Eve's workplace. There are things happening. There are. I mean, it is a beautiful face. Indeed. And I would also submit the lines between Eve and Villanelle about, I think my monster feeds your monster. And Eve's reply of, I think I wanted it to. Because that's expressing want. This is why we have all been confused with how series four started because it seemed like through all the bullshit of keeping them apart for basically the entirety of series three, we got to the ballroom, we got to the bridge, and there seemed to be levels of acceptance. Levels of open want, open desire, open admission to what this is and not wanting to go back because there is no back. There is no back to go to. And certainly Eve on the bridge has nothing. Just like Eve in series four has nothing. The Eve on the bridge had nothing. And here we are dealing with this gap, this lapse, where nothing is explained. 
but I'm supposed to infer that we were just denying ourselves just all of the sapphic goings-ons, and that was the decision oh, that we made. Well, that's what they're saying. Alma Dyke is saying that Eve needs to show Villanelle she wants, and I'm like, but didn't she at the bridge? And so if she Villanelle goes first. to the cloister, we are potentially at the bridge, what, a day or two removed from her stepping on Dasha? Yeah. How is a bitch supposed to want to go to a cloister or be good when she just crushed a chest? She is still off that high, especially because unlike Villanelle, she did not have someone to stalk and have sex with, a pair of beautiful ladies, nor did she have a knob that she was hopping on at that time. So how did Eve Pilastri get out that stuff that she was definitely feeling that led to that smirk that we saw when she was crushing Dasha? I see darkness in you. Questions and the answers. I see darkness in you. That was the song they played. So hopefully uh, someone out there can see where the math is not mathing over here on this side of the bridge. Nothing maths from the bridge to right now, if we're being honest. I mean, we, we have tried to make it math with the Eve anger, but when you add the sapphic drones. It's hard to create the math that maths because we know about what happens there. And so it makes it difficult to say, okay, well, this is also extremely plausible. And so as I was thinking about the answer to this and being like, well, I don't know. I think Eve has actually displayed desire. I think she's actually been candid with Villanelle a number of times about how she feels about something. And it occurred to me that I'm like, holy shit, isn't Villanelle the one that has not been candid? Isn't Villanelle the one that has been cheeky every time something's been interesting? I just played the clip from series one, episode eight, where Eve is holding a gun on this bitch, asks her to sit down, and then he has this big sigh. She's got to get something off her chest, and then she just lets it all fly. And you could tell, like, she's not even sure she wants to let it all fly, but she does. Yeah. Yep. She's like, I want to know all these things about you, your life personally, and your body specifically. I want to know everything. And what is Villanelle's response, Terrence? I think about you, too. Mm-hmm. I masturbate about you a lot. So what realness did she give to Eve in that moment? It was half and half. It was half was. real. I think about you, too. Half it's sex. It's fucking. Let's yeah. get it on. She really was like, kill the Marvin Gaye. Kill mm-hmm. the Luther Vandross. Cue the baby making music because that's what I want to do. So that has extended out to a further question when it comes to Villanelle and her candidness with Eve. Because as far as I can tell, which is why I was writhing in the chair and on the floor over the love speech from Villanelle is because we literally have never gotten anything like this. Anything close to this transparent and honest from Villanelle as it relates to Eve Palastri specifically. <sighs> like about to Eve or about Eve? To Eve? About Eve. To Eve. Yeah, because how is it going to matter if Eve no, doesn't, doesn't hear no, it? No, then, it doesn't matter. Uh, right. Eve I was say that, said that her love speech to, to Villanelle's Villanelle fucking face. Yeah, no, you're right. And in it makes flat. sense why no, right. it led to Villanelle in series two saying, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, gotta see no. my girlfriend. She yeah. really cares about me. Because Eve let a bitch know, I really care about you. I'm obsessed what with you. What do you know about me? I what think else? about you all the time. There's nothing else I'm thinking about but you, Villanelle, and it has fucked up my life. Look at me. And so I would say in a quick short list, if we had to think about what is Villanelle said that is honest to Eve about Eve, you have a beautiful body. Oh, yeah. When she was uh, a wet poodle. Episode five. Changing exactly. her, her clothes. Yeah. The mm-hmm. line we just said, I think about you too. I mean, I masturbate about you a lot. Also in series one. I would also add the are you going to kill me? No. Promise. Yes. <laughs> because it's TBD. Like, it is TBD. It's TBD. I would like to think she was being truthful, but TBD. All the stuff she, well, this wasn't to Eve, but it's contextual what she was saying to Gabrielle in episode one about her girlfriend. Sometimes when you love someone, you do crazy things. I think she was talking about herself I and too Eve. Because she was like, so. bitch, what I'm about to do. To this bitch, for this bitch. Gabrielle, you have no idea. And then, of course, we are in series two. 
I feel things when I'm with you, when we are on the Aaron Peel case. Yeah. And the I'm not with them when I'm with them. Both those things are said to Eve. We saw how Eve's defenses <laughs> were broken down until thing one and then thing two came out. And she Don't was like, be jealous. <laughs> she no longer was calm. It's true. And I would also say, because I'm sentimental, is the finale. I love you. I do. Yeah. You don't. You're mine. So you don't even know the I would say that was Villanelle being honest no, to no, yeah. Eve. Now, here's the real question. And this might blow somebody's mind. It might blow yours. But this might be the biggest problem with Suzanne's season three. Terrence, what can you tell me? What quote can you find for me from Villanelle that is something true that she says to Eve about Eve or how she feels about Eve? Is there anything you can recall? The interactions between them are extremely limited. But is there anything that you can recall along the lines of what I just said, whether it's commenting on her body or who she is or whatever? Is there anything that you can think of that was said to Eve Pilastri from Villanelle about her that was true? Um, I'm combing you through. You want some Jeopardy aside, music? Yeah, give me that. I mean, aside from her telling Constantine it's Eve's birthday, but that wasn't about, right, it doesn't fit all the uh, qualifications. Oh, damn, we're and running now, out of time. There was the bus, but no, I'm not here for you. What do I smell like to you? That's nothing about Eve. Now I'm at the end. Sorry. You're done. Right. <laughs> there, I'm sorry. There was no thing. I, I was, I right. made it mentally right. to episode eight. Right. And right. there there was no thing about right. E specifically. Right. Hey Eve, we meant to work. Like like right. but it wasn't about Exactly. Eve to Eve. Yeah. It was always about her. Yeah. And and that's fine because Villanelle's series three was very much about her and self-exploration. But I say all this to say that was the last series, Terrence. And if you remember, we screamed about a time jump at the beginning of series three. Did we not? Did we not scream about the dead music? No, we did. We did. Right. We did. And there was about at least six months that passed. Right. So if we add the six months and the minimum seven months and the interim months that were happening in series three. Has it not been close to two years, Sandra O's fantasy timeline of how much time has passed, that you could say it has been since Villanelle has expressed something direct and true about either her feelings or her desire no, for Eve Glastry? This is, this is true. This is where the runners placed us. Yeah, it's true. Even when you think about the ballroom, I would argue that... The bulk of the desire, if it is to be weighted or weighed, like on the Libra scales, more desire, more impetus is shown from Eve. Eve walks in, she takes her jacket down. She's observing Villanelle. What happened? What's wrong? Tell me. And what does Villanelle not do? Tell a bitch anything! Instead, she asks her questions. Or I'm going to respond to you with questions. I'm not going to give you true insight into what is going on with me except to say... I've killed a lot of people and I know I'm feeling unsteady feeling unsteady you can see my eyes they're glassy uh, you can tell a bitch has been crying Eve just wants to know why a bitch has been crying Villanelle does not share we get to the bridge what is the content of the bridge Eve Palastri confessing I used to be normal I used to have a husband and a chicken girl yeah. <laughs> didn't care about the husband let or the, the chicken let the chicken go Ma'am. let it go let it go so do you see where I'm getting to here? I'm just trying to resituate everyone listening, including I'm a dyke who sent in the DM, is that I'm just wondering what are people, like if we look at it honestly, and none of us want to be honest with ourselves because none of us want to think mm. that these bitches spent over a year apart just existing mm. in other parts of the world and not caring that the other one was there, not looking to find out, not doing anything to resolve anything. That is what we have to believe. So if that is the case, 
How is Eve acting out of character in any sort of way? Eve has received no confirmation from Villanelle that she wants her beyond the carnal. And I think for Eve, that's extremely dangerous because it's just about a fucky fucky. Maybe Villanelle kills you after once she gets what she <laughs> wants. Or maybe you're just left to the throes because it's the best sex you ever had. But that wouldn't be enough for Eve, just the sex. No, it's true. Bitch been hopping on knobs for decades. It's obviously not just about the sex. So if we have to go with the fact that Eve Palastri was in that fucking room with Aaron and Villanelle and Villanelle said to her, do you think I'll kill you, Eve? And she was like, yes. I am so unsure. I am so unsteady about what's happening right now. I'm not sure where I can predict this. I still trust you enough to go with you because you're all I know. But I am still uncertain about this. Then what happened? Eve got shot in the ruins and she was left to bleed out. Right? Right. Villanelle didn't come look for a bitch until Constantine and Dasha were back in the scene with a gangster lean. So my question is, what does Eve have? What is Eve sure about? She is sure of the connection. She is sure of the pull. She is sure of this thing that they can't exactly put into words. But how is she sure of Villanelle's feelings being real in any way that she might consider them being real when she hasn't heard a damn thing but you're hot. I want to fuck you. No. I've thought about it a lot. In fact, I think about it every day. That's not, that's not. The most we got out no, of Villanelle was in the ruins, which is why we were lost and distraught. I love you, I do. Villanelle, you didn't say shit, bitch. <laughs> Villanelle, you haven't said shit, bitch. <laughs> Villanelle! Right. And now you're just throwing out I love you and a bitch not ready. A bitch doesn't believe you. And she said, I don't believe you. You Basically, said, I do. Right. Show your work. And she turned her back. Right, 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 right. Show us who you are. No. I mean, it's one thing to send somebody clothes and their measurements, their exact measurements to show that you've been paying attention from a distance, from up close, from near, from far, because for you to be able to eye that body like that and to get it right. But who's to say that how did, that this is how you get all your girls? Nobody, like there's Eve, Eve to needs to enough. see, right? Yeah, right. not had any real conversations. So I feel like that was the thesis question of this muse. What has Villanelle said to Eve that is true in series three? And I came up with nothing. You came up with nothing yeah, just now. Fast forward and all this did was, like... was amplify my perception of Eve's bitterness. Because I'm like, wait a minute. A bitch don't have the O. And she doesn't even have pretty words. If there's one thing queers know how to do, is it not a pretty word, Terrence? Is it right. not a way to get you in your feelings with some words? And Villanelle doesn't even, she hasn't even given that. Because the one time she did write a letter, the one time she did write a postcard, it was she didn't get it. Right. Carolyn was she like. She didn't like, receive. And Villanelle hasn't asked, hey, did you get my, did you ever get my note? Because it was important to me that you read it. And Eve could be like, what note? And then she could go hem up Carolyn. Give me all the files, Carolyn. <laughs> give me all the files, bitch. Where's Carolyn? In Russia, where's Carolyn? In Cuba. <sighs> so yeah, basically, this is a muse and an answer to the query is that I, I do believe that Eve has expressed multiple times in multiple series, in fact, all the series, that she wants Villanelle. Well, maybe not four. That's open to interpretation. TBD, but with her words and her behavior that she desires Villanelle, that she can't be rid of Villanelle in any real way. And I don't know why, you know, for people have experienced desire, lust, longing, love, at least half that shit is painful. No, right. And so I think it's okay for Eve to express pain or discomfort at what she's experiencing with Villanelle without that needing to mean that she needs it to stop or that she would prefer it to stop because she asked Villanelle how do I make it stop but there's no other words there to say I need to make it stop I'm desperate to make it stop I have to make it stop she said how do I make it stop because a bitch like me me I don't have the power I'm lost mm. how do I do it you gotta know right you're the learned queer right you're the learned murderer right how do I make it stop because I'm helpless Villanelle and my life is ruined and I don't even know what's going on with you how do I make it stop that's another way to look at it 
because there is so much left that's open to speculation and interpretation when you do not have specific words indicating very specific things. Right. So given the love speech that Eve gave to her at the end of series one, it was easy to see why Villanelle was lost in the sapphic sauce at the beginning of series two because Eve blew her fucking mind. And what else do we know about Villanelle? That bitch loves adoration. If there's a love yeah. language for that hoe, it is tell me something good about myself. And Eve gives her a soliloquy. Unprovoked. Unprovoked. It's not yeah. May. Tell me something good. Tell me why you like me. It's not Constantine. Tell me something good. Tell me why I'm a good assassin. It is Eve who volunteers. This is why I like you. This is why I can't stop thinking about you. This is why my life is a mess. You, 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 you. And all I'm saying are extraordinary things, impressive things. I'm impressed by you. I'm so impressed that I want to know all the mundane shit. Right. And I can't stand the mundane shit about my husband. Right. I have never asked about his. <laughs> What's your favorite math equation, Nico? I don't give a damn, Villanelle, because I could give a fuck else about what Nico thinks in the cool of the night. But you, I want to know what you did five minutes ago. No, right. What were you thinking about right. in the bathroom? Right. And then when you think about the fact that Eve was that vulnerable, she was that open, she was that... <gasps> <sighs> I'm just exhausted, Villanelle. I just got to be honest with you about my sapphic needs. And Villanelle's just like, yeah, me too. Masturbation. <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> yes, me too, masturbation. And series two, when Villanelle got her hemmed up on the counter, does it look like she wants to talk? Uh, No, no. No, it doesn't look no. like she wants to talk. Not talk. When she's being cheeky in the forest, is she being candid with Eve? Would you like to watch? Right. Right. And on the bug, did she say, Eve Palastri, tell me something about your childhood? Did she say, are you going to listen all night? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's the way how she was like, I can help you. She told her that she she could let herself go. You need to let let go. I can help you. It's the bow chicka wow music with Villanelle. <laughs> and actually, that is another aspect of this point. Is that luckily for us Villanelle fans, it seems we have finally gotten to a point with Villanelle where sex isn't the first or primary thing she defaults to. That was right. absolutely the case in series one and two. And she was still coping with her feelings and things she didn't understand about what was going on with her and Eve with sex. We note how by the time we get to the bug sex, where she is throwing the case in the final episode because she's ready to go off to Alaska with Eve, we don't see Villanelle with any women outside of the wife, which at this point was entirely gimmicky. <laughs> I'm going to say that, Villanelle. Put it on, Maria. But also, I can't be sure because the bitch is in the cloister. And I do believe a bitch would marry a Villanelle with minimal boudoir contact. Right. She was on some, I, she told me I would follow you anywhere and she's been around me ever since. And I'm like, hmm. And even mm. if she was having sex with Maria every day, five times a day, we are still seeing the Villanelle that was a hot mess after she ran out on Maria and slept right. with no one else. She was in the cloister for seven months and I'm sure May was fiending for six of those seven yep. months at the very least. She yep. did not sleep with a bitch. So we finally get to a Villanelle that is not just about sex and maybe this is our best chance for an actual conversation that the next time Eve is ready to say some real shit, Villanelle will finally say some real shit back. Not to Martin, not to Constantine, not to anyone else, but actually to Eve. Well, here's hoping that they will have a full on conversation after four years. Well, I shouldn't say four years, but it's now four years. No, I know. But I guess on the outside, it's, it's four years on the outside. But I guess for them, maybe two years, maybe even three, three years plus. We'll see. Whatever. TV. I don't even I don't know, know why. I don't even know why you went on that tangent. I was, years. I was. When you said time is a construct, you right. said that. And now you're trying to quantify time. But Make what I want sense. is. Right. Well, I want to say is time, whether it be real or imaginary, that we hopefully will get to a point where these two individuals will have a full on conversation 
Because isn't it about time? Like, is that even just a full-on conversation? A candid conversation. A vulnerable conversation. Villanelle needs for Eve to be vulnerable again, like she's been. Because a bitch is hard. She is hard, and maybe her fucking over Villanelle will soften that. But she needs to take Martin's advice, which is why I hope Lauda put it in there. I hope Lauda and the people see that Villanelle hasn't actually been vulnerable. She's been vulnerable in the ways that she can't control. That she literally looks at Eve's face and she melts. That she sees something with Eve's hair and wants to go to the boudoir. That she's ready to role play with random tourist women because Eve got her that fucked up. But she has not been candid and direct with her words. She has not been not full of shit. She's played games every time she's seen Eve Palastri. Every fucking time. Except for right now. Well, we just passed an episode where she is saying things. And I think Eve is expecting games. And every time she looks over at Villanelle, she's like, oh, you're not playing? Oh, there's nothing else? There's nothing witty? There's nothing clever? There's nothing snarky after that? It's just you? Looking sad? Oh, that's interesting. And I think that's what led, from my perspective, to her softening up at the end of episode three is because she expects nothing but games for Villanelle because that's all she's had. And the cloister, from her perspective, would just be another game and not something real because where would she see that at? Where has Villanelle done that at? Literally never. Never. You're right. So Eve's not a mind reader. I know we joke about them sharing the same brain cell, but, you know, they don't. And so communication needs to happen. If they could embrace that other trope of the quiz, I would appreciate it. Embrace the talking trope. It is a thing, and I would like to see it manifested on Killing Eve in one of these episodes. Really soon. Not episode seven or eight. I really don't want that. I really don't want to deal with some fucking soliloquy in the last episode that is supposed to wrap it all up. Because that would mean there's no smash, and also that I've potentially combusted. So, you know. I wouldn't yeah. be here to record. No, right, right, that would, right. It would be that would be the end. I keep wanting to say I'm a dyke, but that is not how you say the name. It might be how you say the name. It's spelled like I'm a dyke. I was about to thank them for One their with different grammar. Thank them for their Corel muse. Thank them. Yes, thank you very much phonetically appearing. I'm a dyke. <laughs> And uh, if you are not, and apologies, it, I, apologies. Right. Maybe this is a country, a small town in a country I am not aware of. But th- <laughs> right. But thank you for writing in. It was definitely a muse worth chewing on. Yeah, let us know if you have gone further in your muse, if you're still the same and you're like, no, Eve needs to show that she wants Philadelphia. Or you have seen the perspective I've tried to add here and now have some new additional perspectives yourself. I'm a dyke. But yes, thank you for sending your DM. It was thought provoking. This next line inbox comes from Elisa. Hey, Elisa. And she writes, basically, I need Eve to kick several hundred rocks until the concussive force jars her brain into place again. Wow. (laughs) I'm generally struggling to connect to the vein of Eve in this season, and I'm also still in need of an actual explanation for how we got to this point. Welcome to the club. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I have heard... I've heard your muses on the issue of the time jump and the bridge, and your explanation is helping me cope. That is all Candace Palastri. That's all I wanted, to help you fellow clowns and friends cope out there with what we are getting. The, I should have done this when we first met, end quote, line, had me wishing V had really nuked Nico into the sun, because how dare she? It's also the fact that this whole time, every rejection from Eve is being set with her whole ass chest. Eve seems entirely invested in dulling every thought or feeling regarding Villanelle, and she's just been a little too good at Yo, it, y'all. Facts. <laughs> she's wow. really good. 
She's really good at rebuffing Sappho. But is she because right. of Elaine? Anyway, right. please continue the letter. What do you think it will actually take for Eve to stop messing around? For me, it's telling that Eve has no power to give V out of prison. It's not like she can just give her up to punish her a little, then take it back. She's doing this knowing Killing you it's a can't-take-back situation. So I guess that's what scared me about it. Lastly, I'm glad Constantine will actually have a more concrete plot with the Lady in Red because I was honestly wondering what he was doing here. How in the world did he get away with stealing from the 12, though? So happy to be back on the clown train with you both. Thank you for putting so much effort into deconstructing this freaking show. You are Alisa, welcome. You no are worries, welcome. and you are welcome. And to try my best to address the things as they arrived, what do you think it will actually take for Eve to stop messing around? Maybe it's a candid conversation. Maybe. Because people turned around unprovoked on the bridge. They turned around. So... If that's not a sign of I need you now tonight, I need you more than ever, I don't know what is. Right? If it's not a sign of like, let's get a hotel room. Like, how do we end Series 3 because on- Because you live in a trash bin. No, no, right, street. right. We ended Series 3 on Once Upon a Time, we were falling in love. And we started Series 4 with, and now we're only falling apart. Oh so, my God. I, I mean- And now we're only falling apart. No, no, right, right, right. That's where we are, sadly. But that's where a we total are. total eclipse of right. the heart. right. Indeed. I'm not saying I played that mentally during the slow-mo because sadly um, the slow-mo was... Screams? Yeah, there was lots of screams. Right. No, but it was right. Once upon a time you were the light of my life but now there's only love in the dark. But is there love in the dark? I need to know. What was the next question? Oh, how in the world did he get away from stealing away from the 12? If I had to muse, I would say that he did not get away. He was caught up. He bargained the way men do and he begged and pleaded and they let him live. But they decide to punish him. How did they decide to punish him? They are making sure that he can't just slip around and go how... wherever he wants to go, which is why he is now a politician in this nation and is very you public. You had that muse already right. about it. Yeah. But I'm just like, how do you steal $6 million and keep your life? Mm. Well, now he's going to be... getting murked for less. Right. Well, now Far he's... less. Now he's going to be... Less zeros. In... He's... Now he's going to be embezzling. And maybe that's how he's going to get the money back into the coffers that he stole. This is a Pulaski muse if I it ever is. heard it is. This is it truly is a Pulaski muse. Because right. they said on the show, and you were literally talking earlier about how we have to go based on fact and what is said and what was said oh. in the mm. last episode was that he framed Paul for stealing the money and somehow Elaine knows about it because Elaine knows everything <laughs> and she's using it to blackmail him. So she was paying up on her dividends when she was like, you are the easiest to blackmail. Mm. And he tested her and she was like, so I know what you did with the 12 and unless you are trying to have your body parts arrive separately to your daughter still in jail because you're a shitty father, I strongly suggest you get ready to train Pam my new intern, intern 477. <laughs> she's very promising. And make sure she can do that thing with her face that I like. <laughs> I am distressed and dismayed. Mostly for myself because the first thing that popped into my mind, which is not a pro-pro, but it's probably because my brain is mentally gearing up for Gentleman Jack. I was thinking of Ann Lister with her finger on that damn cup oh, when Mariana came well, to visit. Well, right, right. And those people on Gogglebox was like, is she flicking a bean? Yes. <laughs> Yes. What was she doing? No, and they were it's right. It's gay activities. No, they right. were correct. They were she right. She was doing Morse code for Sappho. And I feel like she was looking at us to be like, uh-huh, yeah, you know what this is. And we did. And we did. She was looking at Mariana. Like, you know what this is. You've been new for 20 years. Mm. Anyway, 
let's not go off on that tangent. Okay, so my answer to these many questions in here would be my earlier muse of Eve really being threatened with the true loss of Villanelle. And I don't think that like mental loss is enough, especially because of what's happened in the show where bitches had a mental loss for several months at a time and it meant mm-hmm. nothing. So I'm going to go with physical loss. I'm going to go with you are out of this world. You are dead. You are no longer with us. You are in mortal danger. And that jogs Eve, that reinvigorates her senses. And she's like, wait a minute. These are the things I want. These are the things I don't want. And I'm just angry and mad. Because the bitch hasn't had a decent no in 20 years. Actually, I'll take that back. Oh, do I want to? Because I would have to give that to Hugo. Nah, I feel but like the bug. It's the sufficient... bug. It's the bug. No, but it's not about him. Right. It's not about him. Because, you know, women, that's that's the thing that can right. lead to she multiple O's. Line in spite if of your him. mentals are in it, you can have 511 O's, be like Annalista and Mariana, be like 27 on this thing. Or you could be caught up mentally blocked and no matter what anyone's doing you won't have a single o and so even though i do not like the knoppage of hobbage are those words i don't know i do believe intensely especially because hugo was so fucking scarred that that old face he saw from eve flashy whatever the fuck that bitch was doing while she was on top it fucked him up oh sure did to his lawsuit he probably had pages about how Eve was so dark and cold and dirty to him and so she had to have an O because that's how Eve works it's fantasy and it's like Villanelle I'm not with them when I'm with them I'm not with them when I'm with them and so she had the O mm. best night of Hugo's life potentially until wow. the honey trap but yes so I think it'll take danger like real danger for Villanelle and I don't know that I agree that she thought the jail was unreversible and that's just because of killing Eve signs like Villanelle was totes in jail and Eve knows it and she got out of that jail with the help of the 12. So the way justice does not justice, there is no justice justicing on killing Eve. I don't know why justice is working now. <laughs> Jail's working now. The law works now. The court system works now. Is that how it works? I, they I, took I Villanelle move. straight to this Bellevue place. No, they I did. don't know how stuff works exactly in the UK, but it sure as hell doesn't work like that in these United not States. Here. There are people to see. There are pictures to take. There are forms that need filling out before you are taken someplace to be held. So how do we even know that was a real ass jail? If she gets out quickly. I mean, we'll have to see. I do think Elan is involved, but I'm also not convinced that Eve thought it was permanent. I actually think that Eve thought she could make it unpermanent when she decided to. That she uh, would find a way to get a bitch out. With no uh, jurisdiction, with no... Uh... <laughs> well, if we talk about Eve wanting to have the control in this situation, that's why she puts Villanelle in. But to not be able to control what then happens to Villanelle means you have none left. And so mm. right now, my canon thought, unless we hear something from Eve Palastri's lips in the next coming episodes that changes that, is that in her mind, she was controlling Villanelle. She was deciding when Villanelle had access to her. And the easiest way to do that without having to wrestle a bitch, you know, and then end up in the bed because we know how that's going to go. When yeah. those two start rolling around, yeah. she just said, Popo do it. Popo, who never existed in the series before, come do it, Popo. Popo, who don't come when people scream. The Popo who did not hear May or her daddy yelling in the forest or Barbara. There is Popo now. They are on the scene. They're arriving in record time. Oh, yeah. Across London. Oh, Whatever yeah. to get to Martin. So, yeah. I don't think that... 
Eve thought it was permanent, but I totally understand how you were lost. And this might actually just be a coping mechanism for me, Elisa. So perhaps you shouldn't listen to me at all because I could just be full of it and hoping to find and grasp whatever I can from Lilith to make this show make sense. But yeah, those are my current thoughts as of right now. I'm also glad that Constantine is involved with Elen because I was pissed off, as y'all know. I was like, why is he here? Why is he alive? What's he doing? Is he involved directly or is he just over here? No, Where's right, Adina? Right? Why did he even bother talking about Adina if we're not going to show her or mention her? Read One time. But maybe they just want to erase that part of what Suzanne did. They don't want to deal with it. The young actress is in school. I don't fucking know, but... <sighs> Happy to have you back on the clown train with us, though. Yes, thank you very much for writing in, Elisa. This message is from Daria. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And Daria writes, Dear Candace and Terrence, I discovered Well Well Villanelle after listening to Gentleman Jack Crack. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. Yay. Oh, wow. Welcome. Yeah. That's a lot of mm. hours. It's a lot of hours, Daria. I always laugh a lot and learn new things and appreciate your detailed analysis and how eloquently you put your observations into words. This is the first time that I get to listen to your podcast while the series is airing, and I'm really excited to hear your views as the episodes appear. After watching the third episode of season four and my initial anger and disappointment with the story and Eve's reactions towards Villanelle, I decided to resort to wishful thinking and came up with a happy theory. What if what we've seen so far is intentionally supposed to not make any sense <laughs> until later episodes where it will be revealed what happened after mm. the bridge, i.e. Villanelle and Eve did get together after the bridge. Things mm. didn't work out because of Villanelle. Eve is angry but still cares for Villanelle? Question mark. Mm. The way people... Oh, is that you applying clown makeup? I might be. You... And that's hard. No, because I've been here. I've been here. What if this is Yo, all not real? If you right. see... We this, said time wasn't this real. ridiculous they, person. They, we have sacrificed makeup. many things. So application? Sac I've sacrificed time. <laughs> I've sacrificed... I said, you know, maybe maybe they'll we queer off screen. Down bad. Right. It's it's I Well, I'm gonna let you keep applying your makeup mm. for you mm. and for Daria. And I'll continue. Here's how I interpreted some of the scenes in favor of this theory. In episode one of series four in the fish tank scene, after Villanelle says, If you'd really changed, you wouldn't have let me. The way Eve turns back, looks at Villanelle, and slowly walks towards her reminds me of the bridge scene. What if that part is indeed a parallel to what happened on the bridge? What if on the bridge, Eve did actually walk up to Villanelle after they turned back and they kissed? And at the fish tank scene, Villanelle gets up from the floor in anticipation of what is to come. Right. Is this the bridge part too? Right. It is like, well, wow. Except this time, Eve surprises her with a slap. And that's why Eve says, different person. Okay. In episode three of series four, the scenes at the hotel room and Martin's house also seem totally different when watched anew with the assumption that Villanelle and Eve had already been together. At the hotel scene, Villanelle in a bathrobe and Eve changing in front of her, it seemed like they had already seen each other <laughs> naked before. <laughs> well, Villanelle has certainly seen Eve's goodies. Eve's, well, yes. Eve's goodies. We've seen she got a good look. One. No, right. She's got a good right. look, a very, very good look. And I remember Phoebe Waller-Bridge saying that they shot more openly provocative mm. takes of that scene. And then, mm. back then, 2018, 2019, we were like, where's the BTS? Where's right. the stuff? Right. Never seen, never heard from. And I do believe it will never leave the vault. Whatever yeah, Phoebe's talking true. about will never leave the vault. So, yes, that was the naked. And she adds, and at Martin's house, after the initial argument, Eve goes and sits next to Villanelle on the couch. Her tone is much softer, and she doesn't object to Villanelle holding her hand. Whereas when arguing in the ruins in episode eight of series two, Eve constantly withdrew her hand. How'd <laughs> she do it the motion? But, I'm sorry. It was, I, I felt it. It, it didn't allow. Right. I remember when it happened. I get it. Yeah, I it just it. 
I do. And didn't allow Villanelle to touch her. This time, it felt like two people who I'd been intimate before. Finally, what if when Eve said, I should have done this when we first met, by this she meant a plan to save Villanelle. Maybe the plan is to fake Villanelle's death in prison or something? What if the person to whom Carolyn is saying, I thought you were dead, in the preview for episode four, is Villanelle when she goes to kidnap Carolyn? Mm, mm. Those are, those are, those are thoughts. thoughts. Those are muses to have. Anyway, I'm curious to know what you think and can't wait to hear your musings after you've watched episode three. I'm still hopeful that there will be a good explanation for Eve's behavior and that the future episodes are not going to be wasted with them apart again. Kind regards. Daria. So Daria, here's what's hilarious about that. Well, first off, we already did our musings on episode three, but but they are truncated but. muses, but muses they are. <laughs> right, right, right. Remused. But I love that you are saying that we are getting uh, Eve Palastri that is saving Villanelle by having her fake her death. When one of my muses from the multiverse of sadness was that Eve Palastri was owing collectors of debts money. And that she faked her own death. And that that's how we got Villanelle flushing out for Eve Flashy. So it's just, it's nice to see that the concepts are lingering, even if they're not for the same exact reasons. So, I mean, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for these thoughts. These <laughs> slithers of positivity. Cloud makeup contour. Uh, we still have to wait until someone says, remember that night after we tried to walk away? Like, until someone says that, we have to say that they walked away. Because it's not... It's, it's, do we have it's to, unfa- but we have to. Right, right. It's no, we, it's both. It's both things. Yeah. We have to say that they walked away because things aren't mathing. But then we have to say they didn't just walk away because things aren't mathing. So the way that we are in quantum science, all right? The way we are in theoretical physics. Right. This is, is outrageous. walk away. Right. That's what it is. It's Is the cat dead in the box or is it alive? They should call this Killing Eve right. Series 4 Quantum Menace because nothing makes any sense. No, it's the truth. Out here being Marty McFly in the Killing Eve timeline. Because <laughs> at this time, they either walked away and they didn't. They actually did both. And until someone says which reality we're in, we have to just sort of be in limbo, which is to be in both places at once, which is doing things to the timeline. So Yeah, I'm totally with you about them having sex explaining a lot about their behavior and then someone leaving and this person and being Villanelle because Eve is outrageous with her energy. But... Like, how do you go from I, I don't even... to, the, to the cloister? Like, how do you do that? I don't know how you're Villanelle and you're cosplaying with random tourists in episode three and you walk away from Eve Palastri with her hair flowing in the breeze saying, all I see is your face. And you say, well, you can see my face for one more morning. One more morning. And then you don't have to see my face. Lord. But that would explain the energy. So I understand the desperation to want to believe that muse until we can't believe it anymore. And so it's still on the table. I haven't completely removed it. I'm not removing all my dead muses until they are definitely stomped right. When in. episode and enough of that has happened. cut and printed and that is it and there's no weird preview that's not really canon, but they shot it so they're showing it to us after the episode or what have you. Yeah, till that moment. The way Eve called Elen up, though, I don't think she was planning a fake death. I really don't. I really think that bitch did have plans for Villanelle, but they didn't start breaking her out of jail right away. They started with keeping her Mm. wherever she is Mm. for some days until she got whatever she wanted at the very minimum from Elen. It doesn't seem like it will go that way for a one Eve Palastri, but I do not think she was attempting to break Villanelle out so quickly. I think she would have thought about it or gone to it or done it eventually, but when she decided it was time in her plan to do it, not when someone else decides it's time to let Villanelle out. 
to play again. Once again, Eve. So what if the equivalent of where Villanelle's being kept now is kind of like when after Eve got shot, her husband was locked in the, the storage unit. So this is, I guess, Villanelle's storage unit time period to just deal with, wow, I'm really here. I'm really here and Eve Palaszczuk's decisions put me here. And right. I can't get out right. until Eve someone knows that Eve I'm here this. to get me out. And maybe that's why she was screaming for her phone call. Best of luck, Villanelle. But wow. Wow, wow. And interesting. And potentially there's some residual bitterness if we go with the fact that Villanelle hasn't been candid really with her about villains that she obviously has manifested for Eve Palastri. In that final episode of series one where she lets it all hang out. And from stuff we heard from Sandra O oh after the fact... Eve deciding to stab a hoe is the darkness rising in a moment, right at the same time Sappho is rising, which has always been a problem with these two hoes. But when you look at the fact that there was nothing ultimately reciprocated from Villanelle candidly until we got to the ruins, which at that point, Eve felt like she was being manipulated so the candid words aren't going to hit. They're not going to hit when she just saw the baby gun. And so I think that potentially an aspect of Eve trying to show to herself and to Villanelle that she has control is the built-in assumption that I'm so helplessly in love and vagled with you that I will never call someone for help, ever. I'll just mm. let whatever happens happen. Shoot me, bitch. Stab me, bitch. Throw me into your bed. Anything is possible. And in order for Eve to exact control, she has to do the one thing she's never done, which is turn a bitch in. I mean, I, I guess that makes sense in a certain kind of karmic way because she did not turn a bitch in she stabbed a bitch and made the relationship more intense no, she right, leveled right. up she absolutely leveled up with Villanelle and so that could be another component of the bitterness that had she not leveled up to being dark Eve she wouldn't be where she is right now and maybe that's what she meant by it what do you think well I'm not going to say that these were required actions and consequences to get to this point because they're always they're always different avenues to explore, but this could be the intent. Ultimately, I mean, but it's it's hard without anything concrete to base things off of until we get explainers, some version of an explanatory comma from maybe a candid discussion that may happen, but again, we're in this realm of if if and if we have five episodes left, so we we got to see what they're what they open up, what they give us, and until yeah, until it's it's over, we're just in temporary TBD supposition. We are in temporary TBD supposition. My thoughts are scattered on this response, but hopefully I answered enough of it. And if not, I will come back in a future snack. But thank you very much for writing in, Daria. We really do appreciate we it. We do. Thank you so much. Do we got time to cram one more or are we? Um, Yeah, let's do one more. And then whatever we have not gotten to, we will get to during the next snack. Okay. So this one comes in from Jessica and it reads, Oh boy, am I ever steaming. And I get it. <laughs> Three episodes in and I am officially rooting against an all caps villain Eve in game. Wow. Oh wow, my wow, wow, wow. God. It says... Laura Neal is a genius, but not in the way we hoped she would be. Oh, she managed to jump into the writing control module and orchestrate a complete reversal 
of audience will in less than three <laughs> episodes. Oh, shit. I guess she figured well, we can't give the gays what they really want, so I let's know. make them want something else. And did she ever? Oh, shit. Three seasons of gaslighting, but still, we hoped. <laughs> still, we longed for our ladies to get together in the end. Shit. She has undone that entirely. Damn. I now hope that Eve gets murked. Not Eve! <laughs> By the 12, and Villanelle finds some sweet woman and sails off into the sunset with her. I want Villanelle loved and protected, and I want <laughs> Eve to get what's coming to her. I know you're all behind, but in episode two and three, I want you to pay close attention to the things that Martin says. He only sounds like he's talking about Villanelle, but the things he says sound a whole lot more like Eve than Villanelle. Well, those are facts. Mm. Martin was dragging them both. Mm. Indubitably. I know, I know. We still have a little over half the season to go, but I'm wholeheartedly against our ladies getting together. Eve will never deserve Villanelle. That <gasps> sentence I never. never thought I would write. Oh! But here we are. You oh! know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of when I said leave the window open for for, for Villanelle to Maria. Oh, you like, no, sh- shut I that window. Sh- I said shut the window. Right. So that's shut that it. energy, but about Villanelle. Damn. Damn. Maybe after this messy disaster of a final season, those that blasphemed against Emerald will finally repent and recognize season repent two was a match. To your misandry. I need to take a walk Lida, and take a shower to cleanse this third episode off of me. Can't wait to hear what y'all think about episodes two and three. Take all the breaks you need to get through them, Candace. Sending love, strength, and good vibes. Jessica, Jessica. Thank you very much for writing in. We have recaps for both episodes two and three. They're up. Our thoughts and feelings are there. And we have muses. We've done them. We went through. And wow. Such a reversal. Um, That is a way to deal with what you've been going through as far as what was written and how it was executed. I get the angst. Oh, for sure. But until uh, remember someone... how long it took me to muse? No, right. To find some light. Uh, but until I get right in a very long tunnel, until of I darkness. get concrete Hell shenanigans, confirmation that I will Bullshit. not get what was missing between the bridge time jumps. and all the <laughs> angst now. Until I get concrete confirmation that the time that doesn't exist and the killing e science will never be explained to me. Until I get concrete confirmation that. The showrunner that was excited to jump at the chance to write for Killing Eve did so with the sole purpose of misunderstanding the assignment. I'm just going to say TBD with how I felt about episodes one, two, and And three. And the tree. I so, want a two, a tree. It's not to say that there aren't thoughts. Remember the Tootsie Roll Pop commercial? No, right. Yeah. A no, one, right. a two, a three. A two, and then a bite. Right. Then the bite. Right. Right. Is that episode so four? So here we are. We're, we're about to approach episode Good four. Lord. And Good Lord. the shenanigans. Good grief. I bet they Good better God. come into view. They better come into focus. Maybe things are at like 6.125. They need to, to, to level off. I need to be able to see 2020 about what's going down. But that sounds more like me doing my final take. So I'm going to not do all of that right now. But Jessica, I love you. And thank you for writing in. Uh, Get get a beanie baby or some kind of giant pillow that you can punch if that helps. Uh, Candace has a bag that she hits. Whatever you can utilize. That's how I hit and kick. Right. Whatever you can utilize to help you cope throughout 
the rest of this ride. Try to get a hold of it. Something comforty. Maybe a snack. Cotton candy. Something. You get you treat yourself. You deserve it. Yes, treat You've yourself. been through a lot. You've been through a lot. But thank you. Thank you very much for writing in. We understand these feels. We do understand these feels. Well, Jessica, first I must say something about you. Your quandary with Villeneuve. If you, you give, give up, up you Jessica, you'll never, never get the your smash. Family. So never say never. Never. Say never. Say never say never. Whatever, whatever you do. do. Never, never say never, never my, my friend. friend. If you believe that your dreams will come true, they'll come true in the end, Jessica. Keep up your courage. Don't ever despair. Take heart and then come to ten. Hope for the best. Hope for the best. Work for the rest. Work for the rest. With your muses again. It's impossible, Candace. Villeneuve was so unlikely, Candace. Neville, say Neville. This is you, Jessica. Please sing along. Neville, say Neville. If you believe you can come shining through. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to be. Now don't you throw it, give up. Oh, not these Remember, look on the bright look side. Look on the bright side again. And never, 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 never again. Now, are you ready to go and find your Jessica? Are you ready to go and find the smash with us? Take my little friend to There's immigration. There's six episodes left, you Jessica. All is not lost. Everyone goes through immigration. Everyone goes through the house of the slash, but then Jessica. I would never finish my statue. But me, you said never. Oh, so I did. Oh, oh, oh. Never say never. Never say never. Jessica, it's the early a.m. and I've been delirious for quite some time. That is my only explanation for that interlude of five Moskowitz of American Tale. But that jaunty pigeon had a point. Jessica, never say never until we have to say never. And so for now, never say never again. Never say never. Jessica, we can't abandon Villeneuve. At this point, you would have heard my retractual about Hélène and Eve and whatever's happening with them is what's going to happen. Regardless of my retraction. And I can only blame me and other people who put that sapphic wind into the universe to now reap what we've sown. To reap the seeds we planted into the ether with Alain and Eve. And now I'm like, is Alain going to be in the lingerie? Is Eve going to be in the lingerie? The way that I am fucked up and not ready for episode four, you guys. <sighs> but I haven't abandoned hope. 
Jessica, that is the point. I have not abandoned hope. Somehow, through all the time jumps, through all of the quantum leaps, true quantum leaps, like the show. Oh my God, is Killing Eve the new quantum leap? Is it the reboot? Because what they're doing this season, Terrence, mm. with time, it's feeling science fiction -y. It's feeling mm. like it, it's for the it sci-fi channel. <sighs> Honestly, Jessica, we understand. We get it. We hoped to find you on the believer side, the clown makeup contour side, right. the clown car side, right. the manifest, the smash Side, the Eve on her knees for Villanelle 2022, because we already got Villanelle on her knees for Eve, and now it is time, potentially, to get Eve praying to the box. E mm -hmm. And I think we could still get a love scene. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I am in the dofuls. I am feeling the lowest I have ever felt about a lot of Killing Eve stuff. But have I abandoned the smash? No, I have not. Never. Good friends, I have not. And never, never shall until the last, we said, until right. the last credit rolls. On the last scene of Killing Eve, I will not abandon the smash. I will not! Jessica, where is your faith? <laughs> it's lost. You're backsliding. You're like Villanelle. But let me be the Christo. For the Villain Eve smash, let me reinvigorate your belief. Look at Eve, Jessica. When you were done with somebody, you don't got that much energy for somebody. Oh, you don't have true. the time or the patience. I'm brought back to that episode of How to Get Away with Murder when Fomka appeared on the show and I was watching with friends and they had their first interaction. It was an argument. And I was like, hold up. This bitch Fomka got way too much energy for Viola Davis for it to be heterosexual. There's way too much energy here for it to be platonic. And then the next scene we have with them <laughs> confirmed, y'all are exes. Y'all fucked. Y'all have fucked. You've been fucking, should be fucking, something like that. And so, Jessica, Jessica, I ask you to remember the animus that comes with a denied O. To remember the bitterness that comes when you are not jaunting in the queer jaunt, when you are in the het shenanigans and you don't want to be there. You decide that you want to be there. You don't want to be there. That is Eve Pilastri. She is down bad, Jessica. She is bitter, Jessica. She has that Famka energy if you watched How to Get Away with Murder, but multiply it times a thousand. And Famka was pretty rude. I don't know if you recall, she made Bible cry. Remember that yeah. scene? She was like, no. you have to say yeah. all that. You have to say all that! So <laughs> I'm sorry if people listening have not watched How to Get Away with Murder and if you've denied yourself that sapphic realization of Famka, Jensen and Viola Davis, I encourage you. I spoiled it for you. I did spoil it. But go in with the spoil knowing that you will get spoiled with that sapphic shenanigan. It does not work out the way we maybe want it to work out, but it's there, all right? It's there. And I have a list of jaunty bitches from my childhood that I'm ticking. How many times will you play queer and will you play queer? And so Famka on the list. She was on the list and she was in James Bond playing Anna on a top. Okay. That was her first big role, Pierce Brosnan. Anyway, my point is Jessica... It's dark, it's horrible, it's angsty, but I do believe it will be worth it. I do! I still believe it will be worth it. God, maybe Villanelle or Eve will be in the lingerie and won't you say it's worth it then? Will you still be mad at Eve then, Jessica? Or will you have some softness, Jessica? Jessica, please remember what Eve has been through from Villanelle. Please remember how cheeky she's been. Please remember thing one and thing two coming remember. out of the bathroom. Remember! <laughs> remember, Winnie, remember. No, but the way that I just reference film lines, I, by now y'all should be used to it, whether you recognize it or not. But I just, I just like, just just remember. Remember the dolls. Remember the yes. bug sex. Remember the curvy knife, ma'am. Remember the murder baptism, right? The second dual murder that they didn't even know they did together with Crush and Dasha's chest. Remember the shared brain cell and please retain hope. And on this monologue, because I do want to inspire hope within you, Jessica, you are an OG listener. <laughs> I know the passion you've had for Villeneuve. <laughs> and it saddens me every day to hear people and their faith shaking 
in the smash. But we're still here. We're still in clown makeup. Even when we sound sad, we still believe. I we guess, still believe. You know, we, we may be on the head highway, but we're looking to the detour. We're looking to detour. Oh, my God. I just feel like that's where we are. We're, we're stuck. I don't know. I feel like that's where we are. We're trying to get off. We're trying to get off the head highway. We don't know how we got here. Between the bridge and now, well, I don't. We don't know. Especially when we thought we left that head highway behind. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. What's that fucking song? You already know. I want a highway. Oh no. I want to ride it all oh, night long. Not only do I feel like that is a song foe would be into. <sighs> is this louder? Louder? Is this what you doing on the head highway? And you want to ride it all series long? Louder? It's the way we thought that we were getting off of the head highway. When the showrunners were changing hands and getting onto the Quay Expressway, the Titty Turnpike. I'm sorry, I was trying to think of something that started with the same letter. No, That's no. all I had for Turnpike. No, I mean the, the Queer, queer Expressway works, right? The Queer Expressway works. Bisexual Boulevard. You know that that look. That's word I'm too. just looking for things that rhyme. The Punan Parkway. Oh wow, wow. Well, Jessica and everyone else who's in the inbox, it is always a pleasure when we see messages that are filled with vibes that we understand and vibes that are controversial. <laughs> uh, we did hit some controversial ones today. Damn. We were like, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, mess. <laughs> Bring all the Killing Eve fandom mess. And you know what? We will always air out the mess here on Wawa Villanelle. We will. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know we're pressed for time. Do we have time to see what the vibes are like in the wild on Spotted on Twitter, Tumblr, or is or or do we I not? think we will have to spot the Twitter and the Tumblr next week. Good next sir. week. Up oh, next week it is. Besides, we've been trying so deeply and intensely. Not to be spoiled that I've no, actually spotted nothing because I've true. not been trying to spot. Once we cross the episode A finish line, we can highlight more of these without the spoiler fear, but these episodes aren't strapped for time without them. I guess that brings us here to the home stretch. So let's recap our takeaways in final takes. Let's do it. This is the end, guys. Well, almost the end. Here we are at final takes, and my final take, as always, this season, it seems, is me starting with saying that my spec script for episode three has been torched because there's an actual episode in its place. You know, I've been chased as an offering to Sappho, but maybe I'm praying and doing it wrong. Is this not what, maybe this is not what Sappho wants. Maybe I need to go out there and spread some vapors so that I can get some prayers answered. At this point, I am willing to pimp my body out if if that's what I need to do to get some good news for my pairing because all I need is for them to candidly talk for more than a minute without interruption so that some truths can be revealed so that people can be on the same page so that they both can be stepping on the wedding cake at the same time and not one hopping off when the other hops on I don't need that anymore not right now I'm trying to get to a better place a place that is not the bad place I know I'm going to get the last pieces of the preview that did not air yet, so I'm expecting a chaotic episode. It's always chaos yeah. here in Killing Eve. It's always chaos. You know, according to those episode descriptions, we don't get an Eve being contemplative of herself until, like, what, episode seven? Which is sir, very far sir, away from now. We are wrapping up the episode. We are don't very do this. Right, it's very far away from now. But I, here's hoping that there's a piece <laughs> of some self-analysis that can take place oh, ahead of schedule. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, cough. <laughs> and will there be really another episode? 
episode where we don't see one of the major players supposedly for this series. Are we not going to get a glimpse of a gun in episode four? Is that really not going to happen? Questions, hopes, concerns. (sighs) Y'all already know. Most of what I got is under wraps. It is TBD until I feel like I have been betrayed. And since I cannot say factually that I've been screwed over, I'm not going to put that energy out there. I'm going to wait until it is like so blatantly obvious that it is without a doubt factual that it has occurred. I'm going to be like how I was with my barber and everybody's like, oh, I think your barber likes you. And it's like, yo, where oh, he's just, God. you know, I, uh, he's, uh, you know, making small. So, you know, people like to be friendly for the tips. It doesn't mean that they're really, they're at work. How are you going to be friendly? And it's, you're at work. Sir? You're friendly at work. I mean, Mr. Pilastri. Yes. Oh. Mm. You getting caught in the vapors no. over there? Well, mm. is the final take concluded? Oh, um, <laughs> y'all already know it's TBD, but it's, it's. Look, I don't need any more limelight dress. tales from you at this oh, hour. Right, right. The sun is up. That is true. It is in the morning sky. It, we, that's where it's we daylight. are. That is true. People are still we partying are outside. They are. But it is dawn. It is past dawn. But yeah, I will find the way to appease Sappho so that I can. Get a piece of what I want out of the script. And hopefully I will find a way to make peace with myself and this show at the same time. I guess that is all of my final take. I can rock with that. I can. Your tangents always amuse, but (laughs) I enjoyed that final take. Well, I'm not really sure what my final take is. I honestly feel all over the place in a certain kind of sense. We're killing Eva's concerns, but also in life. So what do I know? To quote Oprah, what is the truth? Friends, what is the truth? What is the truth? I don't know that I know what it is anymore. I know what I'm telling myself it is. To watch the show and comprehend what I can comprehend and understand what I can understand. But the math is not all mathing. And I like math. But I don't like what I'm seeing here with the equations just Mm. yet. I like what some formulas seem to be hinting at, but I do not have enough of a confirmation of this formula. It could be clown makeup, like Maria looking at you, Mr. Pilastri. It Mm. could just be empty muses, like half my gun muses. Gun has not showed up, so how can they be true? How can they be true? Still keeping hope alive for Gun and Eve in the back burner, but the way that I already hate Eve and Alain, even though I love Alain and Eve, but I hate Alain and oh, Eve. You see why I keep saying, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. I don't make any sense. And perhaps that's apropos because killing Eve makes no sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what am I expecting this coming Sunday? The worst. So far, I'm expecting to see Eve be the most sapphic she's ever been, like with another character that's not Villanelle. So I know I will be in distress, intrigued, but in distress. I just hope they don't smash. Like I just, like I said, I, I, I took everything else off the table. Any kind of, you know, maybe a basic fondle and a little peck. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at, Terrence. Mm. I can't even deal. I can't deal with nothing approaching the bikini line. All right. Not even just for playing games. And there's levels. There's no, there, a scale, there's... like a sliding scale of what you could get up to. No, none of it, Terrence. None. No implications. No insinuations. I do not want to see Eve Pilastri's hand move below the belt. I'm telling you guys mm. right now, if I see it, I'm out of here. Like, I will return and eventually watch the scene, <laughs> but you will see me exit the frame. You will hear me yelling at the top of my lungs. And you will not see me return for quite some time. Probably until I ran a lap around the block because it will be here. It will be true. It will be happening and I will have to deal with it. And I just, I'm like, how many more episodes until we get Villanelle and Eve back on their shit? If the lady in red is really in here. If she's really in here. Give me, oh. Oh, According to Fernanda, that 
that shit is dangerous. No, and no, so yeah, I just, right. No, I don't want to right. deal with it. I don't want it to be an L word episode. Fernanda started writing letters. I don't want that. All right, I don't want Eve to disappear like she fell off the face of the earth because she fell off the lady in red's bed and she's just trapped in there for days like that L word episode because it can happen. And so I don't need this. I don't, I said I want really gay, but not this gay. All right, not right here, not right now. Make it gay with even Villanelle. Don't make it gay with, oh, I guess that's my final take. Make it gay, make it gay, make it gay. Like the producers, but only with even Villanelle. But only with Eve and Make Villanelle. it kind of gay. You know what I'm saying? Make it kind of gay. Mm. Make it kind of gay with Ellen and Eve. Make it gay with Eva Villanova. Make it kind of gay. So they don't go all the way. See that? It's like a little haiku. I, I, just I like where this final take is headed. I thanks, like this. Thanks. Because I'm my cows left Tristan Dakuna. Mm. And friends, I'm homeless. I have no <laughs> home. I have no country. No. You saw where Tristan Dakuna was. I showed it to you on the map. When you zoom out of there, what do you see? Hella ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. Hella ocean in every direction, which is why it takes months to get over there. And you're not in contact with nobody. Can't even get your mail sent over there. So I am over the ocean. I'm not even going to tell y'all which one. You can Google, try to figure it out. There is no land I can call my own. I'm hoping that I don't fall into the sea and fucking drown, y'all. I just, I hope that I make it to another landmass. By the time we exit episode four, I don't know, TBD. I hope you guys enjoyed my muses, mm. whatever they were. I can't even remember where I was. I feel mm-hmm. like I was all over the place. So I said, I'm, I'm discombobulated, to quote Laura Neal in that article, that inflammatory well, article. Mm-hmm. I'm discombobulated. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Y'all already know. Every time I see an article, it's like, but maybe they're lying. To, uh, they're lying and they're setting us up. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe it was all a lie. And I, I, I've. It was all yep, a lie. I got to wait to find out for sure if it's the truth. But the hope is, here's hoping that article was a lie. Yeah. The end. Uh, the end of my final take. Okay. Now that the final takes are locked in, I guess that brings us to our favorite lines of the week. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> All right, so it's time for our favorite line of the week. Favorite line of the week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the way I was going to ask if you under rock, paper, scissors for the love speech, and I said, you know what? You can have it because you've been waiting for it. So I decided instead to make my favorite line Villanelle asking if she could stay. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering how many jokes you had off that, that makes sense. Can, can right. I spend the night? Can I Drive stay out. here? Oh, it's really bad. The way she leave that bitch on red, I said, you can wash this ass, though, as I walk back and forth. Damn, Eve Palastri, your pants weren't even on. Hashtag sapphic terrorism. For real. I should make that into a shirt. If you were caught up in this situation, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> sapphic terrorism sounds like a new show about messy gays that isn't the L word. Well, well. Well, because one I could agree. argue it's always sapphic terrorism no, on the queer right, charts. Right. It's always terrorism. God, my God damn it, my underwear. Right, no, right. Just ask Ann Walker. Mm. Anyway, that bitch mm. ain't asked for all of that. She wasn't prepared. All right, so for my favorite line this week, I'm doing a two-part cheat because, well, I'm going to. It's what I'm going to do. So the first half of my favorite line is naturally the love speech because I have been waiting Mm -hmm. for actual years. It is years that I have been waiting and I just, I was so happy and so thrilled that it finally happened and it was so sweet and romantic and cute and all those fucking things full of longing and lust and love and gay. It was really gay. So I appreciate all of that and then naturally the line she says about Eve. Those are my two favorite. So let me play the first one first. I want to smell her skin. 
I want to hear the boring stuff she does every day that she wouldn't bother telling anyone else because it's really that boring. <laughs> and between yes. me, it would be fascinating because... It's Eve. All alone in the moonlight. <laughs> and this is the second half. And y'all already been new. I've said already how much I love this line, this delivery. Had to give it up to Kaylee, who is more than likely responsible for this damn line. Kaylee, put it first in your resume, girl. Whatever you doing next, say, excuse me. Check out Rainbow in a Beige Boots. In Beige Boots. In Beige right. Boots. Check that shit out. That's and me. And then get at That's me. That's me. Right. And then get at me. Then let me know how you trying to pay a bitch. He's not beige then. Oh, no, mom. She's a rainbow in Beige Boots. And the way she says it! Ah. Anyway, y'all already knew. That's my favorite line. Thanks, Kaylee, for the pain and the joy. I think it was more parts pain than joy, but thank you for the joy, man. And that, of course, wraps up our favorite lines of the week. And look at it. We we did it. The sun's up. We have been finished. Up. It has been The up. sun has been up. We it's have been here. We finished our snack episode. We did. Uh, there was you, a lot we wanted to include that we could not, mm, but we'll revisit it. We shall. Do you know if the listeners have time for a Rona Jam this week? No. <laughs> nope, that, that, and that is more than fine. I feel like there's not enough time and not enough brain cells of Candace Pilastri for the mm. Rona Jam. But you know, as I indicated in the intro, guys, it's been a tumultuous few days oh, yeah. for me family member had a stroke it's been dramatic and so sadly i don't know that i have enough um what's the word cognitive abilities at this mm. time to run a mm. jam and i like to be really excitable with the rona jam and that's fair that is and i don't know fair. if i feel excitable at this time but of course we always appreciate all of our listeners and all of apparently the many countries quiz are there stressed the fuck out about killing eve we so appreciate the support and you guys writing in, listening, re-listening after you've already heard the episode. It truly means a lot. And those of you that have bothered to rate a review on Apple Podcasts, that shit really helps. We are very thankful. We are thankful. Thank you. And we apologize that we don't normally <laughs> wrap up. That we are a hot right. mess. There's a way that we normally wrap up. But you see that we're not, we're just not, we're not there right now. And at least but, half of that is Lauda and Kaylee's fault. Well, right? well, at least. well, and I'm sure y'all, y'all know that too. But if you've heard this snack episode and you want to send us additional messages, whether it's additional feelings, thoughts, maybe there are thoughts that are about the episode that is and coming up that you've feelings. already seen. Oh, you know bitches got you thoughts. You can throw those. They probably watched now. episode five you right know now. What? They listen to this like they have no five idea. Messages, Could y'all wait? <laughs> Actually, no. Write the message five note, but put it in the subject so we know when Not we see to read it, it. Yes. that it is about episode five. Yes. So we will skip over it until we get there. Yes. And then we could come back to address that. Right. And we do appreciate that. If I you're bet. looking for where to send your parcels and notes and thoughts and concerns and good vibes and well wishes to, it is hey you guys all one word at wellwellvillanelle.com. Our Insta is wellwellvillanelle and our Twitter, as you already know, if you're bad about it, it's wellvillanelle. Check the show notes. There'll be lots of other plugs for additional things that we are doing. We respect and appreciate each and every one of you for interacting with us, for we listening do. to us. Some of you are making little snips and clips and we love to see those in the wild actually because it's like wow look someone knows how to do that thing that we should know how to do oh, but we don't podcast. do right <laughs> horrible 
But those are awesome. We love seeing those things. We um, do. Those are, they make us smile. Well, I know we had to cut the Rona Jam, but we also cutting the rundown. I guess we might be too, because that is, again, it's all cognitive right. ability. That's just, just where we are. Between um, the hour of the day. I'm impressed that we even accomplished this with what's been going on. And that we have more than an hour. We do. We totally have like totes too, at least. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we're sorry. But it'll be extra lively. Mm. It won't be less messy, but we will be more lively and right. hopefully less sad. But right. that depends on episode four. Honestly, it, it really does. It, it really does. does. It really does. It you know does. what it was? I gave all my hope to Jessica, and I think oh, fresh. and right, and now we're fresh out. And I she, gotta replenish. And Jessica, I have to replenish Jessica. It'll come back. Don't worry. Jessica was basically like, um, "Is this the Villeneuve suicide hotline?" Because <laughs> I think I'm done with Villeneuve at this point. We were like, Jessica no, said, "Light the no. match." Yes. She said, "Light it on fire. Throw the kerosene, bitch. Lord. Watch it burn." Wow. Wow. But you know they got us fucked up with three episodes in. Bitches said, let it burn. Let right. it burn. No, Whose right. song is that? Um, A bunch of people, I think. Uh, I, I was thinking Adele. Usher? I was oh. thinking, right, Usher. Okay. Maybe Jasmine Sullivan. and It's a bunch of people. A lot of people All right, Terrence. Said things I know your music no, acumen right. is yeah. very good. Thank you for the mini roller decks. You are right. Many people have said let it burn because it is a statement that makes sense. So, Jessica, we know why you feel it. We feel it, too. Uh, so that about does it for this week's Nakaso. So until our next recap, here's hoping you get killed by a woman. And you guys, it looks grim. It may look bad now, but I beg you, do not abandon your faith, ability. Do not abandon your faith for the smash. It's coming. It's coming. Sapphic winds are blowing, and they're not in the direction we want right now, but they are still blowing. And louder, we trust. And louder, we trust. And louder, we trust. Bye. Bye. It's like totally murder.